Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bayer. I'm Hannah Seymour, and in today's episode, we're discussing what's next for Julia Fox, the rise of bimboism in culture and on TikTok, and Kanye West's new Netflix doco, Genius. Yep. Um, and Hannah and I have been – well, Hannah's been at my house all afternoon um, working, so now we're kind of in – well, she's in a strange mood. I'm not sure why. I think it's because um, I'm not used to this context of working. Yeah, right. So it's like my brain can't handle it. Yeah. Because I'm like used to coming over here specifically to do the podcast. Yeah. Whereas now it's a different context where I'm doing different work. And so yeah. I'm the, you the become routine's more disrupted yeah. and I suddenly become different. Yeah. She likes to ask a lot of questions, almost toddler-esque, I would say, <laughs> um, in, in their nature. Just things like, am I the most beautiful girl you've ever seen? <laughs> and when I ignore that, she would just say things like, well, when would you say was when you no, figured I said, out? When did you when did you realize, realize that I was the prettiest little girl you've ever seen? Yeah, and then I continued to ignore it, and then yeah, I think it's the ignoring and the fact that you're laughing a little bit that well, keeps me it's, going. It's sort of that like quite seething funny. anger laugh where you're just like, also, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it was yeah. funny like maybe the first question or two, but yeah. after the question sort of went on a little. Came a little bit. It's difficult. okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll and then be you, okay. And then you said I couldn't stand on the stairs. Well, it was just like in my eye line, and you weren't doing it for any reason. You weren't going up or down. I was just standing stairs. on the stairs. I was just chilling. Yeah. And you didn't like and it. And it was a bit so. frustrating because you were sort of just like obviously just wanting a bit of attention, just standing <laughs> on the stairs. We were having a chat, just a quick chat, and I was standing on the stairs. And for some reason, Sarah had a problem with me being on the stairs. You were like sort of swinging back and forth. Like, I don't think I was. You, I think you were. She goes, I'm standing on the stairs. We're talking. She goes, get off the stairs. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why? And then Alfie got on the stairs. Sarah's chihuahua. And you were like, oh, Alfie's on the stairs protecting I don't, me. Uh, no, that was because I was upstairs. Yeah, but what about maybe I was protecting you on the stairs from something upstairs? But there was nothing upstairs. You don't know that. He was protecting. He was between the two of us because you were downstairs and I was upstairs. So he had to sit on the stairs so he could watch both of us at the same time. Okay, well, maybe I was standing on the stairs because I was trying to keep t- keep tabs on the predator that was upstairs. <laughs> and could you protect you? Describe you? the predator upstairs? No, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> okay, right. It's yeah. shy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just really highly dangerous and classified. Okay, right. Gotcha. It's classified. <laughs> so you and Alfie have tabs on this predator in the house. Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't get it. Okay. Um, All right. Well, now that that's yeah. been established. Anything else? Um, oh, uh, congratulations to, to Laura to, for who won the hat. Yes. Um, congratulations. Thank you for entering. Thank you to everyone who entered the com- competition. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously there's always one winner. Mm, and so it's something you've got to learn in life. Th- uh, that is Early so on. true. Always, there's only one winner. Yeah. Even in everything. In Even if they try and like make multiple winners, you know that only one person won. Exactly. In your heart, don't if, you? When there's a tie in your head, you're like, well, in my head, that person was the winner, not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even sometimes on Australian Idol when the winner would win, 
obviously. Mm. <laughs> and the runner-up would become more successful. Exactly. Because they, were the, they real... were the real winner, even if the other person was the winner. We all know who was the real winner. Exactly right. Any other life situations in which you see winners and losers? Um, when you're at the lights and there's two lanes of cars. <laughs> There's only one winner, especially if you're merging. Like if you're going to the freeway yep. from two lanes onto yep. one, there's one winner in that scenario. And yep. you've got to beat quite literally in it to win it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and very often people are happy actually to fall behind. So it's actually really good because that kind of leads into what our last um, story will be, be talking about Kanye West. But to quote him, um, there's leaders and there's followers um, and I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. And that's yeah. how you have to feel on the freeway. You have to channel that on the freeway. Don't you Actually, agree? Another, I agree, but another quote, a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> quote. Um, in, out here, there, there's winners and losers. Don't get caught on the wrong side of that line. And I think yeah. that's particularly pertinent in the context of driving because yeah, there are literal yeah. lines and yeah. you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of that line. Um, another context yeah. in which there are winners and losers is when you're going to like order something, Yeah, you get there, you get to the front of the line and then suddenly like people appear behind you and queue up behind you. Don't you think that's more chance? You're still the winner. I guess so, yeah. Is winning and losing up to chance, not up to chance? It has to be up to effort? Um, It depends on the context, I suppose. Yeah, because like you're still the winner when you win the lottery, but it's up to chance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like if like when I get to somewhere. But it, there's no like um that that concept of there, there being a known winner even if even if that person didn't necessarily come first. Do, Do you know what I mean? Chance. I guess so. Okay. Um. So that's our podcast. Thank you so much for Thank listening. Thank you for listening. Um, um, maybe we can have tag a, a winner in your life. Yeah, nice. Maybe we can have um, a spin-off podcast called Winners and Losers and we just list off all the people that we think are winners in life Yeah, and all the people that we think are losers. Maybe people could send us in scenarios in their life and be like, who won in this situation? Should we do a closing segment yeah. called Winners and Losers? Yeah. Okay. We just came up with new content here, guys. Yeah. Who um, likes that? Yeah. Those of you who are still with us. I think everyone's still with us. We're, being, we're on fire this morning, this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, a bit of housekeeping before we start. Oh. Two people are going to arrive home during us recording this. Um, so Alfie will have something to say about that when they come home. Um, so just honestly, sometimes you can barely hear him. So whatever. yeah, yeah. I think um, as you've heard, when the front door something happens at the front door, he's quite vocal. And especially yeah, with that, is. that being Even when upstairs. nothing happens, actually, yeah. when nothing happens, when there's complete silence, sometimes he's extremely Well, vocal. he just needs to just make sure like that creature upstairs that you were talking about earlier knows he's still here. That is very true. Mm. Exactly. The being that you don't know about, yeah. that we're not going to disclose, um, that being is definitely what Alfie is barking at. I already knew that. I was just pretending I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Should we start the episode? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So after her reported... By the way, this intro is randomly a bit long, sorry. Um, okay. There were a lot of details. Mm. After her reported breakup with Kanye West, Julia Fox last week confirmed the rumours by posting to her Instagram stories saying she is a, quote, number one hustler, end quote, and that she will reveal all in a tell-all book. Um, Azalea Banks, 212 rapper known for public feuds more than her music, uh, publicly replied to Julia Fox's Instagram stories via her own Instagram stories uh, referring to Julia's relationship with Kanye as a, quote, weak PR stunt. She also said, quote, what did you hustle him for? A bag and some Lucians? You can kiss your days as a low-rate escort goodbye, sis. And then this online feud went on and on with Banks sharing screenshots on her stories of text messages between her and Fox, where Fox accused her of transphobia and Banks 
also threw in some extremely transphobic ca- captions on top of that. And Banks saying she was on Rihanna and Beyonce's level. Uh, there were some more screenshots thrown back and forth. Um, that's kind of the gist. Also, uh, Julia then like hit back showing Azalea Banks asking where she could find a dealer. Yeah. And that, that type of thing. Um, also, apparently Azalea Banks posted a picture of Julia shooting up. Yes. Um, yep. So, yeah. As you can hear, like, there's more to it than that. Like, yeah. it went on and on. But even I didn't see it in real time, so I really had to go back and scour for screenshots. It was, I have one screenshot. Hang on, let me see right. if I can find Well, Keep going. If so, well, I've only got one bit left. But today we're going to be discussing that feud, but also um, sort of Julia Fox's rapid journey to extreme stardom because obviously she was famous prior to the Kanye relationship, but, like, not that famous. And apparently she got an additional 500,000 Instagram followers since break, uh, since the beginning of her relationship with Kanye. But now that they're broken up, we want to discuss um, where her kind of star is got headed now that she's no longer with Kanye and yes. can she sustain that kind of the exposure she's been yeah. getting. So Yes. Um, yes. Quickly, I'll just read the screenshot I did get, which was Azalea screenshotting something – that Julia spoke about in a magazine, I think, in in response to Azalea, whatever, I don't know. But basically she screenshotted that and uh, Azalea has just said, you should really stop the physical threats. Me thinking your son isn't Huggies commercial material doesn't warrant these public threats of violence. You should know that actual celebrities are surrounded by brolic male security guards who will do what they've been hired to do, even if that includes brutally injuring fanatic female fans like you. Well within their legal rights to do so. I don't condone violence against women, but you really should be more worried about losing work due to getting shoved, paralyzed, bruising your face or losing a tooth. They have the license to protect me by any means necessary and put you in jail. They're collecting each count of evidence already, sis. This is number three. Hang on. Julia said that. Azalea said said that. that. So Azalea's guards are going to attack. I'm surprised Azalea has guards. You don't think she does? Uh, Who knows? Well, apparently her guards are above the law. Clearly. (laughs) Well, no, for a second I thought I got a bit confused and thought that Julie had said that and Zelia was reacting. I was like, what the fuck? No. Um, Seems out of character. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think clearly and based on like what Julia Fox has said, because Julia Fox was like, I was too nice to her or whatever. Mm. They both are from New York, clearly Mm. know each other. Julia Fox is obviously – and like Julia Fox is clearly chill with like people who have been cancelled. Yeah, Like she doesn't seem like the type to like – she's not really the type to like – Go yeah, with the status yeah. quo or whatever. She'll decide how she feels about a yes. person rather yeah. than I feel how... like she doesn't even know that they've been cancelled. Prob- I think she maybe. just lives in a different paradigm. Maybe. And a so, her dear sis. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a great example. Um, but she – yeah, so she's obviously had a previous type of relationship with um, Azalea Banks and – Azalea has just it sort of seems like she's just randomly decided to yeah. just start. I think as she, she does, does that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, to just start attacking um, Julia Fox and yeah. I've, my favorite thing about Azalea is that like a broken clock is right twice a day. Um, right. And sometimes she, she will say shit on her stories. Like amongst the chicken sacrifices, uh, there was one recently. And like really quite horrible. Oh, no, insa- yeah, things. yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. threats or what, what have you. Um, Sometimes she says shit that I'm just like, fuck, that's spot on. Uh, it's absolutely hit the nail on the head. Like often her rants will get to the core of, 
of something. It will really be exactly yeah. exactly right. Once she said that her and Kanye could um have the quote, put an egg and a sperm in a dish and unleash havoc onto the world. That's true. And it's fucking true. That's true. She, had, she was talking about like male rappers and they're like – and how good Lil Nas X is and how they're all afraid of like um, basically anything to do with like like gay culture or whatever. Right. And it was like spot on, like how totally. good her, her um, analysis of it was. But yeah, t- twice a day, broken clock twice a day. So it's some shit that comes comes out of her mouth is uh, quite quite frightening sometimes. Yeah, I'll be mm. honest, like I don't, I don't follow Do you follow her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh I don't God. follow yeah. her because yeah. I like, I tried scrolling through Instagram. I was like, I actually can't do yeah, this yeah. so i think you're either willing to like yeah. stay for the chicken sacrifice yeah. and get yeah. to the, get to the um it's the marilyn the, monroe quote you, you don't um if you won't can't handle me yeah. at my chicken sacrifice you don't just me at my best yeah what's her best like the little on little nas, nas x. x stuff yeah little nas x well, her best is two one two of course fucking yeah. fantastic song um hang on if you can't handle me at my chicken sacrifice you sure as hell don't deserve me at my little nas x takes yeah Should we, i'll make that into a meme and put it yeah on that's good um yeah i mean <sighs> if um, one more thing about azalea just before we move on she's the one person in the world i would be truly terrified to get in a fight with like so so scared. The only person. I feel like I could hold my own against a lot of people like getting in a fight with a what lot about, of like, people. Like a serial killer. Not a physical fight. Like a fu- just like any kind, you know, like, a verbal a, fight. Yeah, just like a girl's type of fight, not what? a boy's oh, type okay. of fight. Well, like I- like a, just you know, like oh, I'm in a fight with I don't know. If you and I were in a fight, it wouldn't be a physical fight. No, you know well, I know, but yeah. you said get in a fight, and I'm thinking, like, no, I feel like most I, I just people mean, jump to physical fight. No, okay, so I you, mean, but why like, would you, okay, verbal I fight. wouldn't be in a fight with Zelly Banks, but she would be in life the one person I'd be fucking terrified. Why? Because she, like, she doesn't really have um, any sort of levels that she'll stop at. Nothing's off limits. Right. So, you know, women and women and children, babies, they're on they're they're well within the, the grounds of the fight. <laughs> um, family. Like it doesn't matter. Right, right, um, right, right, right. I think she would decimate me. Yeah. She would okay. smoke me. Like yeah. one post and I'd be down. Like no. I couldn't get back up. There must be something oddly liberating about living like that. Well, that's what I think. And Kanye yeah. lives like that as well. Like they but just Kanye don't doesn't quite live well, no, like that. He doesn't go that far. Because he sort of goes a little bit rogue, but never to the point. He's never gotten to the point where people are like, can't do this anymore. Well, he's not sacrificing chickens on his story. No. Or, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> or like the, as Elia Banks is just feuding with everyone. everyone. Yeah. Like she yeah, will yeah. come for – she's come like, – The you, whole – the country of Ireland is my favourite on her Wikipedia. If you're not on Azalea Banks – um, truth art. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Azalea Banks, then have a look at her on her Wikipedia page. Her Wikipedia page is like iconic for the it's fact so that it good. just has the full list of feuds. <laughs> she, and it's yeah. very, 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 very – long so it's um, probably like her anger is, or, or like uh, like it, uh, the reason she fights so much is probably because like it, it, the, one of the greatest injustices of all time is that she never ascended to the level of success like rap superstardom like Nicki Minaj or anyone like that like but was it because of her behavior uh, pro- I mean probably mm. I don't know but like she can fucking rap she can make a song yeah. like way better than a lot of um artists on the radio now especially male artists yeah um and it's just really sad that she never Probably, you know. She, I mean, I know it's probably it's probably because, because people didn't want to work with her. Probably, <laughs> like, but it's sad, yeah, that it never happened because it happened mm. for Kanye, and he, you know, um, not that I don't, he, yeah, again, not that he's that that much, right. but you know, it's it is sad. I think it's sad. I don't know, like to look at someone who had a huge hit 
and very talented, things, extremely talented. Yeah, and all things yeah. considered, should have gotten where they went. Mm. That being said, I don't feel sad for her because it's her own fault. Really, I don't know. Yeah, because she's done pretty. I feel for her yeah. if that she's struggling with clearly struggles with mental health issues, um, but she also like probably could make her life easier for herself. Probably, yeah. And she's pretty cruel. Yeah, I guess so. I guess she is cruel. It's not. She's so not much, a good. Per- yeah. Like she's a bad person. She's not a. Probably. She's not like the more sort of Kanye esque thing of like he's kind of like a, a bit of a tornado and just takes things yeah. down with him as he sort of spirals. Mm. She sort of seems to be more. She picks yeah, people yeah, and decides out. to attack them and be yeah. cool. So th- that kind of thing, I'm like, well, that's true. That's true. The reason that she probably hasn't been able to find further success is because people. She just started doing that shit, and people yeah. were like, oh, we can't really work with someone like this. Yeah. Also, it's done, uh, impossible to know really what she's like to work with in person. That's true. Um, Should be completely different. But I'm glad she's sort of you know she's given us um, some good content. Content. Thank you. Thank you that's Azalea. for sure. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about Julia? Yeah, so obviously they broke up. Mm. Um, I also found this interesting quote, which is kind of reinforcing what I've said on previous episodes, mm. but um, Heather Sweden, who um, you linked us this article from Slate, mm. but she said, El- Elaine Louie of Laney Gossip once yeah. told me, I don't think that those two are mutually exclusive. You can be legitimately dating someone and using it for pub- for publicity. Which, Wait, what two are mutually exclusive? Sorry, like the idea of dating slash, like actually dating slash um, using a relationship for publicity. Right, like gotcha, it gotcha. being a fake yes, relationship yeah, 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 for yeah, publicity. Yeah, yeah. Which I like looking back on this whole whirlwind romance between yeah. Julia Fox and Kanye, I think it seems to me that that's probably what this was. Yeah, I don't um, think it was a set-up PR thing whatsoever. He Like – She's not famous enough to have a publicist and he does not have a publicist. So I think they got together and I think the publicity hundred percent she capitalized. I don't reckon she, she had a publicist. Yeah. I really don't think she did. And like I, may, I think maybe, it was set up. I don't I know don't. by who, but I, nah, I think nah. there was no too way. much coverage. It was Kanye, too much of a setup for it not to be Kanye set up. Kanye would would not I don't think he would do it. I don't I, I know I don't think I it was know you're like a Kanye like No, no like it's not about that, but it's more just like He's a version to publicists. It's so well documented. But do you not think that he, even if he, sorry, even if he doesn't have yeah. a publicist, he would still do things for publicists? Yeah, but that like might the, be the relationship case, might have I happened don't. because he, like, he orchestrated or somebody who works with or for him orchestrated it. It I, doesn't necessarily mean it was a publicist. I think probably they. I think they probably got together in a way of like, hey, I know this girl that you might like. It wouldn't have been a publicist that suggested it, obviously, because he does not speak to publicists. He does not have a manager. Like, right. he does not have a t- – he hates have a Tracy – I cannot be managed. He hates Tracy Romulus, as we all know. Um, I don't – I think they met. I think for her, obviously, she capitalised on the massive PR opportunity of it. I think he probably enjoyed the spectacle and wanted it to be like a big public thing. It was thing. also great publicity but, for him, though. Yeah, it was. Like, I even- don't think it was set up is what I'm saying. I think that it was like more of one of those things where he's like, I'm Kanye West and our first date is going to be so extravagant and insane and I want the media to be all over. I want the paparazzi. But I just don't think it was like Which set up. Which in its sense, when I say when we say set up, it still is, an, is of itself kind of set up because he's making a conscious effort knowing that this thing – because I guess we look at his recent Instagram behaviour and – the relationship itself and how it's all kind of led up to the release of Genius. Donda 2 seems yeah. to be coming out. Like there's a number of things going on yeah. career-wise for him. So it would make sense for him to start dating someone very publicly. Even if a publicist didn't set up, I still think it counts as a PR relationship. 
I don't know. I, I disagree. I, I just think – I mean, I know what you're saying in terms yeah. of he's got an album, he's got a movie. Yeah. But it's like he sort of like – he likes the spectacle around that because it's such a yeah, and almost knows- manic time of his life before he releases art. And like if you look back at all of his but like it, last it few albums. It must be calculated in the sense that it gets publicity for the work. I don't. I don't know. Really I don't, don't think, think so. He operates I think on that. So. I don't think he operates on that plane. I don't think that's what. I think he. I think that's giving him. I, I think, think he courts it. I would never deny that he. You don't think it's giving it. him too much credit, though? No, I don't think. I think it's giving him less credit. I'm like, I think not he knowing just becomes, that it's going to get. No, I think he knows. Of course, he knows. Yeah. But I don't think he like sets it up in some strat strategy. I think it's like he's just like in album mode, quote unquote, and like becomes like larger than life because it is kind of like a manic time in his life before the release of an album. Yeah, Particularly, I don't like, think there's like a written strategy no, that's planned out. I think out. he's just doing But I still whatever. think it's strategic in his brain or mind, whatever manic mode he's in, that it's there's an intention behind it of getting Maybe, coverage. I, I really I don't think it's in that with- traditional PR way of like, oh, I have an – I don't know. I, I feel like it's just sort of more – sporadic and random than like it is than it is like albums coming out in two months therefore because he just out- announce, announces albums on the fly so I just don't think yeah but he I knew don't know. the doco was coming out he it's didn't like want doc- it to come out though so then there's mm, I don't know I just don't I don't, I don't know, know because it's all coincided like it's all the relationship and also all his Instagram behavior getting that much coverage then suddenly genius is out Eve it seems too convenient. No, I, he's not. I, I'm sorry. I'm doubling down on this. I do not think that he's the type of person that is like sitting down with a PR strategy going, I my doco is coming out. I don't think he is out. either. But I think, th- I don't think he's necessarily doing that. It's just, I think, and we might have to disagree agree to disagree, but I just think that there's conscious, there's an, a consciousness on his part of behaving in the way that he's behaving in order to get publicity for his work. I think it's I think the way he behaves is like the um consequence of the work happening imminently or being released imminently. But you don't think it's because he knows it'll it'll get cover, coverage for said I, work? I, that might be secondary to it, but I really don't yeah. think that that's the primary <laughs> motivation. Th- I genuinely don't. What do you don't. think's the primary motivation? I think it's just being him rogue. and his work and being yeah and like the and the like artistic mode that he gets in and like it being this all-consuming thing. That's what I that's what I think it is more so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't one hundred percent agree. I don't believe the narrative okay. that he's he's in that like as he, that even that relationship would have been something like I think he likes it when he visualizes this thing that can be a spectacle, but I don't yeah. think he thinks about it on this level that like you and I would think about it as in like I don't know. I don't this know. is good publicity for my yeah, album. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm skeptical. I think that there's. I think it's definitely part of it. I think. But I'm also curious, I guess, because, like, we want to talk about Julia. Yeah. Like, with – because there's been a lot of talk about the idea of, like, obviously when they started dating, like, he's kind of sculpting her and that's sort of yeah. what he does. Like, yeah. he has these women, yeah, beautiful he, women yeah. that he, he styles and sort of turns them into icons or whatever. Yeah. But the thing with Julia that I don't – like, I think she is so – while he might have done that with her, she also, like, is so entertaining and so, mm. like, funny and unique – on her own mm. that even though this relationship was like really entertaining and stuff I, it doesn't i think i have total faith that she will be able to continue um garnering publicity and beyond this yes yeah and totally. entertaining us and like i'm going to i watch every one of instagram stories i don't care if she's not Kanye anymore like, yeah no i don't care at all. i really love her yeah so i, I just needed her, to find out about her really <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i think for yeah. her like 
this opportunity has been the greatest like thing she could ever capitalize on totally. in terms of like publicity and totally. like she literally couldn't have landed a better golden goose if she tried yeah. essentially <laughs> like yeah. she is so like and she knows what to do with it but she does I feel like the part about her that I quite like is she feels like she's not doing it in some weird like um constructed way she feels like she's embracing it almost organically in the moment which I kind of appreciate and just by the way that she kind of moves through the world she seems like she's very much like not a um contrived person at all which I really like about Julia um Mm. I think that she's uh I think she's quite I think just like bottom line she's quite cool as well which I think a lot of people like I've had a lot of people um uh randomly talk to me about Julia out of anyone and just being like being like, oh, what, like, what do you think of Julia? Or like, oh, I actually think she's re- like, they'll be like, I think Julia's like really fucking cool. And I'm like, yeah, I think she's really fucking cool as well. I think I we like, all, it's pretty, I love her. Yeah. Also, like someone sent me a video of her talking about, um, I, I think I like her, not necessarily because I think she's like cool, but more because I, I love the identity that she, her public identity, which I think is, is her real personality. Totally. Um, But. I love her vibe and how she talks mm. about like she's the exact kind of person that's going to sincerely talk about astro- astrology and yeah, like, yeah. the vibes. Very We've said before but very Lana Del Rey. Like yeah. I don't necessarily – like I don't even know if I would get along with her personally. No, no, In no. fact, I probably wouldn't. But I love her whole thing that she's doing Yeah, um, because I just think it's like very different to what most celebrities do. She's Fuck yeah. The whole fact that she's such an open book and talks yeah. so publicly about yeah. things makes her – you're almost kind of shocked, but by it's like it. an open book in a way that I I don't know I haven't seen before. No, I feel like in that like her speech patterns and stuff they don't feel rehearsed, and I guess that's because she isn't like famous enough to have gone through like that media hectic training, media whatever. training like Kardashian. Yes, yeah. and she also talks um like the fact that she refers to her she talks in a way where like I'm sure she gets some hate because of course, she with the re- uncut gems thing like that. oh yeah her calling herself a, a muse and everything. Yeah. Whereas I hear that and I'm like. I love it. Same. I love, love, love it because yeah. it's so funny. Like, it's, yeah, and she's and doing I, it quite earnestly. Totally. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck if some, because the reason people don't like that is because they think, one, it's arrogant and mm. also people hate women. So if a yeah. woman's referring yeah. to herself as a muse, yeah. it's like, well, you can be a muse. You're not meant to know you're a muse. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, well, why shouldn't you know? Yeah. You, if you know, you and should I fucking like know. She's just like not even, I don't think any blip, like when she speaks, goes past her. There's no like calculation when something's coming out of her <laughs> mouth. Does that make sense? And I don't mean that in the, as she's stupid. I no. mean that as in like she's like just sort of like literally just stating the matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. And like there's she's no. She's like, of course I'm amused. Yeah, she's not <laughs> constructing the sentence in any sort of way that would make it. I guess more palatable or or yeah, yeah, less yeah. less cocky or something like that. She's literally just saying like, "This is my reality," yeah. and I'm I'm literally just saying my reality. There's no, uh, you know, what I mean? yeah, no, Which I, I do. quite like. What did you think of the uh, people mocking her for saying Unka Dams? I I didn't think it was that crazy. The way no, she said like it, someone yeah. sent me a video bit, like of a guy mocking going Unka Dams, and I was like, "Fuck off! That's yeah. bullying." I literally yeah. said, "That's bullying." Um, but also, <laughs> but I I'm didn't like, think it was. She didn't no, say that's just her voice. Wasn't like the Jesse Nelson Jamaican accent, no. which is like obviously like. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. But it was like people like Unka Dams. Like it just sounds like you're actually one mocking your accent, yeah. and it's kind of like mocking like. Wasn't you that funny? Wasn't that <laughs> yeah. funny? And you wouldn't do it. You're mocking her because it sounds like a stupid. A valley girl mm. emission of valley girl mm. from new york but like american girl accent, accent yeah, or whatever yeah. it actually is like kind of nasty not that funny mm. and speaks to the fact that you don't like when 
women talk like that with yeah, a kind fact. of dumb yeah. girl sort of. Yeah, even though she wasn't saying something that dumb. She was just saying uncut gems. She was yeah. referring to the movie and she said uncut gems. Like, yeah. that's how she talks. And her but insight in talking about the fact that she is a muse is actually correct. Yes, like, because she like, inspired yeah. the character yeah. in that movie. She's not so, being egotistical or anything. It was just literally a correct statement. Um, and she's the number one hustler. So Exactly right. What do you think, like, what would you say to her? Like, what's, like, the next steps she should take, do you think? Well, obviously, I didn't realise this until recently, but the iconic videos and photos of um, the date where she, like, hangs out with Madonna and stuff. Mm. Well, Madonna originally posted about that being, like, me and Julia were meeting up to talk about my upcoming yeah. movie. Yeah. And then a few other people tagged along. Yeah. yeah. So, right. apparently, because Julia Fox talked, I think she talked about it in the Call Her Daddy podcast yeah. where she was like, I'd organised to hang out with Madonna. People yeah. think that it was Kanye, yeah. but I did. I'm like, yeah. go off, sis. Yeah. Um. Anna Dolby was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Um, well, I hope, because apparently she's auditioning to play Debbie Mazer in yeah, Madonna's, Madonna's um, best friend. Biopic. She's Madonna's best friend. Yeah. You, you probably would have seen her in Younger if you've watched the show Younger. That's I've where not, I know but, her yeah. from. Um, she's an actress. So yeah. Julia Fox. And Julia Fox has also just been compared to Debbie Mazer throughout her career already. Because they look okay. quite similar. Okay, right. So I think playing that character in Madonna's biopic, hopefully it'll happen. Yeah. It seems like if she's hanging Fuck out with yeah. Madonna. I, hope then. She do- I really hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, I th- I th- hopefully she's able to do that. But probably just like securing some bigger roles if she's mm. able to. But even if she doesn't, like probably maybe try and date someone else famous. I'm, um, yeah, I agree. Definitely a few more movie roles, like ASAP. Like yeah, as many yeah. movies as she can get her, yeah. her face in. I reckon she needs to hit the red carpets hard. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Go to the get Grammys, Julia. Yeah. I don't care if you're not invited. Yeah. Go. <laughs> get there somehow. Maybe even I like- wanted to be invited to the Met Gala. Fuck. She should be. Her and Anna should go together. Don't. That would be amazing. That would be- if Anna got invited to the Met Gala, it would be. Sh- I reckon. I would, no. I would charter a jet. Same. I would go. <laughs> I would do anything. Like, I'd work catering. I'd quit my job. I'd do fucking anything. If Anna told me, I'd work be like, catering. you literally made it. Imagine like, working catering at the Met Gala. Oh. It'd be sick. It'd be um, really hard. I would find that stressful. Yeah, pouring wine. So I'd, pour, I'd end up pouring wine on like Scarlett Johansson's dress. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> Crying and crying. running away. <laughs> like she probably would be so nice about it. Yeah. Just like red wine on like a white dress. Hysterically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have. I would pour red wine on like Kim's wet dress and like never yeah. be able to look him at myself again. You get forcibly removed. <laughs> 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 um, what do you think? Yeah, you'd think she'll she should I just think movies red ASAP. carpets, even things yeah. like um uh presenting at awards shows. Like yeah. the MTV Movie Awards will let her present, surely. Yeah. Like I mean the Oscars won't. Mm. Um they should if they know what's good for them. But <laughs> they are uh, they won't. I kind of think that potentially her breaking up with Kanye could be good. I think it is good for her. Because it's less she's going to be less less baggage, less her known for Kanye as being Kanye's yeah. girlfriend. It'll be known for that very brief stint. Yeah. Um also it made sense because obviously like Kanye's still obsessed with Kim and his mm. bringing his family back yeah. together, so. I think she should get us all CGI'd into the last couple of episodes of Euphoria somehow. <laughs> <laughs> she's the teacher. Literally, <laughs> oh god, she's so amazing. Anyway, we should move or on. Or she should have her own show, like talk show. No, um, reality show. Just mm. following her around. I maybe think that- YouTube. Nah, I feel like that's too below. I mean, maybe no YouTube videos TikToks, like TikToks. I would almost. She even doesn't say. make them or edit them. Like someone yeah. follows her around I doing a day in the she- life of Julia in New York. I feel like TikTok would be a better avenue for that because. I feel, I don't know, would reach a niche I like the idea of long form. Like I would watch her walking around talking about stuff. Like her showing me around her favourite spots in New York. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Julia Fox's New York. Oh. Mm. Should we do that? Yeah, we should. Contact her. No one take that. Um, Please. All right. We're going to move on. 
All right. If you're on TikTok, you may have come across the hashtag BimboTok. BimboTok is a reference to the growing trend uh, known as bimboism. Uh, Now, I want to be clear, this is not a new trend. The first I've kind of seen it written about in publications was like early last year, but I think it kind of came about more in 2020 and has continued to have a hold on public consciousness. doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, So to give you a couple of definitions, uh, basically like the biggest bimbo talk influencer, Chrissy Chilapeka, is that how you're saying? I'm not sure. Said bimbo, quote, bimboism means liberating yourself, your body and your aesthetic to be what you want, to be what you want them to be. Without the judgment that, (laughs) if I can read that right. Bimboism means liberating yourself, your body and your aesthetic to be what you want them to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Without the judgment of others. Um, Ariel Richards in Vice, we both read this article, Mm -hmm. referred to the modern day bimbo is a fresh approach to intersectional feminism. So there's kind of been a lot of questions around like, and also just discussions on TikTok of like what bimboism is, what, how you can become a bimbo and how anyone can be a bimbo and how bimboism is sort of supposedly this like new form um, of intersectional feminism or a new form of feminism for Generation Z that's like an answer to the girl boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, a girl boss form of feminism, which is like, you know, very capitalist and, um, ha- well, it has a lot of issues in and of itself because in order to be a girl boss, you have to be a hustler and Mm-mm-mm. start your own biz yeah, and yeah. hashtag like yeah. women's empowering women or whatever. Like you have to buy into the capitalist narrative. Exactly, exactly. Whereas yeah. Bimbo Talk is sort of meant to be this idea that like, there's, we'll get into more details, but um, yeah. just to start, what are your kind of initial thoughts on Bimbo? I'm, I'm sorry if I refer to my notes a lot and don't make eye contact with you. I just, I'm okay. trying to read my, no, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to like uh, read what I said. So it's articulate um, because, because gotcha. uh, yeah, I had a lot of like complicated thoughts. I feel like I think, yeah. um, I think, oh, well, there's a few things. My number one like thing about it is I, f- I, I think the idea of like bimbofication, whatever, is finding a niche um to to occupy which like allows you to basically detach yourself from the insanity of online discourse because it's right. so like exhausting and demands like the most insane standards without you having to be accountable for for being um for being detached does that make sense like you're you're oscillating between attachment and detachment in this you're kind of occupying this almost this like limbo um, in particular, uh, which I think women in particular for a while can then like float in and not have to commit themselves mm-hmm. to like to believing or engaging in um, whatever like swirling conversation, woke conversation or right. whatever progressive conversation is happening around you. It kind of allows you to be like, I, I don't know, in two places at once. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. I think because we both Sorry, I should always, probably should have said this in the intro, but we both read an article by a writer, mm. Ariel Richards, in Vice, who wrote all about bimbo, yeah. I think, a couple of weeks ago. But she also referenced in that article um, the idea of um, dissociative fem- feminism, who, which yeah. like a BuzzFeed writer, Emily Klein, wrote, wrote about back in 2019. And it's kind of the idea of like women sort of giving up on being super vocal about feminism yes, and women's yeah. rights and sort of communicating their feminism in a much more like, in almost like a deeply ironic, cynical, yeah. cynical sarcastic way. Is that that flea bag type feminism? Flea bag feminism, yeah, yeah. which you may have seen on TikTok as well. Yeah, it sort of seems similar in that ilk, except bimboism 
um, seems to also be associated with a particular look. What I found kind of confusing about the analysis of bimboism in like a feminist context is that like people in that community have said, you don't have to look like anything. You don't have to be anything. You can just be a bimbo. I'm like, well, that's not strictly true. Like the idea of being a bimbo is that you – um, I saw one girl referring to it as like being hyper feminine. Like, yeah. you do you do associate the idea well, totally. of bimbo of it's a with hyper feminine in yeah, the, in like the, examples yeah. of classic bimbos are like Paris Hilton, yeah. Pamela Anderson, Dolly Parton, yeah, like yeah, all women who we absolutely should celebrate. And I think what's the cool part about this is that like it feels like an answer or a justice for those women who have who are obviously Definitely. incredibly smart, yeah, and are the epitome of no, we, what we know as bimbos, but like it dis- disrupts our assumptions around what women are and what our appearances indicate about our intelligence. Yeah, totally. Um, that being said, though, I'm not convinced that it's like an overarching sort of like, I don't think that it necessarily caters or accounts for everyone. Of when, course not, no. When you do kind of have to look a certain way in order to really participate. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, I know that, it, that the whole idea of it is like anybody can, like you said, anybody can do it or anyone, mm. anyone can sort of uh, like participate in yeah. that, I guess, aesthetic if they want to. But there is kind of like pre-classified like looks or styles yeah. um, that sit within pretty conventional, attractive uh, you know, paradigms or whatever. But, and I think, like, I guess they're trying to be like, that doesn't have to be the case. Right. Like, this article is kind of arguing that it's just like anybody can actually participate and it doesn't matter. But I'm like, yeah, but to what level are they like acknowledged as being totally. leading parts of I don't know. I, I'm not, it's not like I'm like necessarily like that active in bimbo, bimbo talk. talk. So I don't no. really know. But, um, I do think just sorry to touch on touch on your point. I think it has a lot to do with that nostalgia for the early 2000s era. Right. Like, where we can, so people now can like perform the fun parts of like the feminism at the time, which was basically caring about your appearance right. and actively <laughs> disengaging from like political or cultural mm-hmm. discourse. Um, but at the same time, now they get the new acknowledgement of how we treated women at that right. time. So it's basically like getting to exist freely feminine for the first time. Right. Does Without, that make and sense? you can't criticize someone no. now for being freely feminine. No. Yeah. And like really that sort of overt, yeah, bubblegum fem- yeah, feminine yeah, yeah. in a way that's, yeah, like hot pink, mm. uh, L Woods, legally blonde fe- femin- femininity. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, before you were just, was associated with stupidity, I yeah. guess, or shallowness, which yeah. I don't think it's necessarily disassociated from now, but I guess there's an acknowledgement that you can't like, uh, box someone in just because they participate in that. Yeah, and I, does that make sense? No, it yeah. does. But I, I guess what I found interesting and kind of confusing about this as well, and about this whole trend, is that it seems to be trying to be everything when it just can't. Be. Of course not. Yeah. And what you're saying, like how the idea that with being a bimbo, you're allowed to kind of like shut off from like political mm. discourse or whatever, and that seems to be a big part of it. Is this quote um, weaponized unintelligence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these girls on Bimbo Talk, people on Bimbo Talk, ref- basically refer to this idea of like pretending to be dumb just to yes. get out of things, or yeah. pretending to be dumb, or one of them. And I think what's interesting as well is that some of it seems deeply ironic. Like there's this one of user, it is. Yeah. who I really like. Um, her name's Fifi from and her account's called GS or GS Get Lonely Two or something. Yeah. Um, I guess G's Get Lonely Two. Anyway. She's really funny and she made like a TikTok about 
smooth brain and how you can like yeah yeah you yeah, can yeah. Ju- just sit there and like when somebody asks you a question or if you're thinking too much just think of a white wall and turn it all yeah, off like, yeah 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 it's sort of and it's de- got humor in it and it's definitely like deeply ironic to the point where you kind of can't tell what's sincere right. and what's not but at the same time like the idea of weaponized unintelligence and pretending to be dumb while i kind of love it yeah like course, the idea yeah. of when somebody asks you a question and you don't want to answer you just pretend to be stupid yeah i will say I or if you don't want to do something you just pretend, pretend to be you don't stupid. know how yeah, i will say yeah, yeah i've done that yeah but like when i tell my mum, she's so good at ironing yeah. um so i couldn't <laughs> exactly. possibly do it exactly yeah. but like the thing is you can just stop caring if people think you're smart that's meant to be the point you just pretend to be dumb you don't give a fuck if people yeah. think you're smart but not everyone has that privilege like if yeah. you're not a young pretty woman you probably can't get away with doing that in no. your everyday life and no. to, to suggest that like being a bimbo means that it includes everyone regardless of gender yeah. race class etc it's like well not, not everyone really. can afford to go just to just pretend to be dumb and not totally. care if people think they're smart because yeah. then they might lose employment. No, <laughs> totally. Or you just might lose respect. Or respect, exactly. Like, like not, it's not Yeah, not everybody also finds it like you and I might find it, like young sort of uh women, I guess, find like that 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 shutting off like we just find it funny like we totally. get it but yeah a lot of people would find that very dis- distasteful or right and I, I i hate saying it in a literal yeah. sense because i'm sure i i know that it's ironic but of at the course. same time even the way that this this article was written and like some of the coverage of bimboism that i've read seems to sort of take those things literally as well yeah. it's sort of I, <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. I think like um, this is sort of going a little probably uh, too far and deep, but there's like this concept called the new sincerity, which is kind of what I was touching on before, which is about like how I guess in our culture now we've sort of um, made this new type of like sincerity where it's like very ironic as well as being 100% sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, and people yeah. who are chronically online will understand this this without being able to necessarily put it into words. Mm-hmm. But it is like sort of uh, we've created like a grey area where you can kind of live and exist without being tied to like the thoughts and opinions that um, you might – Oh, any thoughts and opinions kind of thing. Or you can say things or think things, but you're not necessarily uh, attached to the consequences of saying and thinking those things. And I think that bimbofication has come out of that because essentially like accountability is thrown around like a blow dart at the moment, like that concept. So people are kind of, I guess, scared. And so they're creating an aesthetic in which they can kind of, I guess, hide behind um, in order to disassociate themselves from the burden of accountability just so they can move through like natural thought processes like over time so if you sort of like end up changing your mind or or becoming a different person from say five years ago like that's quite a normal course correcting uh path in life but now with this like you know yeah uh overarching sort of theme of accountability mass accountability for any single mistake that you could ever make um i think people have sort of tried to retreat into something where they can kind of oscillate yeah between um between being detached and attached it's like I am participating and I am part of this but I've also got this this deep ironic thing that is meaning and all this sort of irony behind what I'm saying um like this this smooth brain thing you're talking about makes you understand that I'm not being fully legit even though Mm. I am being fully legit I know that is really like such a roundabout weird thing to I don't know say and doesn't really make sense. But yeah, that's no, but it, it is what I read it from ma- it. I agree. 
I don't, the, the thing is, from some of the like accounts that I looked at, like there was a big difference between the Fifi girl mm. that I watched, G's Get Lonely 2, and mm. this um, Chrissy Chlapeka, who is really big in this space. She's got like 4 yeah. million followers. She seems um, kind of like it's a caricature. But it doesn't yeah. seem deeply ironic. Like it doesn't – she's not making – she's sort of making yeah. things about being beautiful and loving yourself and like – Yeah. And it's very much um, talking about inclusivity with race and gender and, and yeah. class and stuff. Whereas the other girl, this Fifi girl, seems to sort of just be like talking about the smooth things. <laughs> yeah, I Quite guess that's funny. sort of what I it's mean like more, that stuff. Yeah, like it's it seems like a pretty kind of like mixed bag of who is in mm. the community, which I guess makes sense. It's mm. It's a big thing. But I guess, like, you know, some really good examples of, like, bimbos over time that kind of sit within the framework yeah. that you're talking about is, like, Kim Petras, totally. Trisha Paytas, yeah. Paris Hilton 100%, where... You never know if it's legit, but it is... Who... Yeah. Well, because you don't know, you know, you who the real person yeah. is. Or if the... And, or if there is even a difference between who the real person is and the character exactly, that they've exactly, created. Exactly, exactly. Trisha Paytas is a really good example yeah. of that because for years we haven't known whether the character where the, where the, where the character ends, ends and yeah. where Trisha begins. And but I think maybe that's missing the point. I think that is the point. Yeah, that, do you know what I mean? That 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 line is so we will never know, mm. and that's the point. Yeah, and that's the illusion. The illusion is not. That's the only reason it works. Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah. Kim Petras has released, recently released an album called Slut Pop. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there's a song on it that goes, treat me like a slut. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like flap around your cock. Like, it's like so graphic. And yeah. it's I listened to a few songs. Like I just flicked through it and I was like, yep, can't do this. Yeah. Um, I love Kim Petras. And it's yeah, just same. the whole album seems like a performance art or like a, a sort of a joke. joke. It's called Slut Pop, you know, like the whole thing is that hyper feminine bimbo, like a deeply ironic, but people will fucking eat it up because it's totally. like they know. Even exactly. if she does want to be treated like a slut. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So to to wrap up, like I guess yeah. I just want to make the point as well. Like regardless of the light, like the truth or the analysis, the femi- whether or not it's feminist, I don't mm. actually really care. You, you should be able to. Well, kind I just of think it can exist in both ways. Anything Do you know what I mean? can exist. Yeah. Anything is allowed to exist yeah. and not be feminist. Totally. You're allowed yeah. to. Like I just to be very clear about that because I yeah. think often like people think, well, if it's not feminist, it can't it's, exist. Yeah. Because Half the things we do in, in our yeah. day-to-day life are not actively feminist. But I love bimbos. And I wish yeah. I was a bimbo because yeah. hyperfemininity is, like, beautiful. Oh, um, and there's a reason why it's the object of all art. Yes. Do you it's know what beautiful. I mean? The it's... way that they do their makeup, the hair, the clothes. Like, hyperfemininity is really beautiful. I wish I was the type of woman that Same. could be fucked putting that effort in Same. every morning. I'm not. Same. Or just, um, like, like, yeah, it's, like, the reason I guess women have always been used is it's like hyper femininity is is near unattainable yeah. like, or something you can't create it. It just exists yeah. within someone. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Um, yeah, shall we? I've got a little bit of mask vibes. I think same. Well, but that's a okay. little mask. That's no, okay. But that's okay too. Yeah, masculinity is beautiful. Too. <laughs> not it's not like the objective affection in the same way. That's but true. Yeah. All right, let's move okay. on. This episode of The Second Estate is proudly brought to you by Netflix's new miniseries called Ghislaine Girlboss, which takes a sympathetic view of Ghislaine Maxwell as she makes her way in the New York sex trafficking scene. Wow. Sounds good. Yeah. Are you going to be watching? <laughs> no. 
Okay. But I actually Netflix found randomly one. like a girl. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with Galen Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. I found a YouTube video that was like making Galen or something. It was like a BBC doco. Yeah. Thinking it was going to be the- – and I started watching it and all the comments were like, I can't believe BBC has made this – Pro Ghislaine Maxwell thing. I'm yeah. Like, okay, not watching the rest, but I was like, what? It was like six parts. Six parts of like, go off Ghislaine, get a I girl. No, yeah. it was like, yes. I just, it seemed like it was more talking about her history, but they, people in the comments were like, this is taking a sympathetic view of Ghislaine. I was like, okay. There's a this. scene where it's like she goes shopping with like a gay sidekick. <laughs> like, they're trying to make it really like. Uh, anyway, sorry. Right. Okay. That's okay. Don't apologize. The first, thank you. Um, classic women apologizing for oh existing. Oh my God. Um, okay. Give me more mask. (laughs) Let out your mask side. Treat Um, me like a slut. (laughs) The first instalment of Genius, the three-part Kanye documentary, dropped on Netflix this week. Filmed over the span of 20 years, the documentary series sees Kanye go from a 21-year-old Chicago music producer desperate to become a rapper um, all the way to his 2020 presidential run. Uh, The first instalment, however, which is the only one that we're reviewing now because it's the only one out, so far to the public, um, focuses heavily on uh, the filmmaker Kudi meeting uh, – that's his name, right? Yeah, Kudi or Kudi. Yeah, something. Meeting Kanye for the first time um, and Kanye's relentless journey to try and, uh, trying to get a rec- record label to sign him. Um, so it kind of starts mainly when Kanye first sort of moves to New York. He's been a producer for a while. Um, in Chicago uh, and like earned some sort of success um, and started producing for big artists like Jay-Z and other Rockefeller artists, um, but no one will essentially sign him as a rapper. They just think he's a bit whack and a producer. And that's sort of what the uh, first part of the documentary follows. Hannah, what were your thoughts on Genius Part 1? Um, Well, so for people who don't know, there's there's scenes, multiple scenes where – um, Kanye is playing the music that he basically mm, wants to mm. release on his first album. The college um, dropout. College yeah. dropout. Je- like Jesus Walks is one. What's the other one called? The falling one. The, um, All falls down. Oh, that one yeah. falls down. That one. Mm. Like iconic really songs. And he's just playing songs. them and not – he goes into the Rockefellers um, – Re- record label offices and he's going into each room and putting this song on mm. all falls down and people and like this is such a fucking good it song is like an iconic I song know. it is so good and people do not give a fuck I know. I know and you're watching it literally it is one of the most odd things i've ever watched because you realize it's real and it's true and that's what happened and yet it's so strange because you know that song mm-hmm. and it's completed it's not even like no, shitty demo no, version no, no. It's, it's fully like, all falls down it's fully all yeah, falls yeah. down done and dusted same with um jesus walks yeah like he oh. starts playing jesus walks and what's the rapper's name who we were showing it to scarface or someone scarface yeah. is listening and goes yeah can't do that one yeah yeah and i'm, I'm like that's jesus walks like I know, it's I know. really odd and so it it makes you kind of realize like you know so much of what goes in, you can have literally one of the most talented mm-hmm. artists of all time making music that will that will blow people's yeah, fucking yeah. minds. Um, making but, music um, that's still referenced now as like the sort of um, pinnacle of that type of rap. The yes, example. Yeah. Like, it's, re- you know, and people and like the amount of work that it takes to mm-hmm. be an artist just 
being convinced of your own worth and your own um yeah. your own ability and talent and knowing that you've got what it takes because he was rejected constantly yeah and like he could have given up and he kept pushing he yeah. kept showing people his music like yeah. pushing pushing oh, and pushing so and so many artists like he's not alone in that like so many artists totally. have to do that have to just be so convinced that what they've got is good um because otherwise we might never have gotten Kanye. Which no, is I know. So insane because you assume people would hear Jesus walks and go, "Oh, you're signed." This is the best song I've literally <laughs> ever yeah, heard. Yeah, especially at the time, like right? it was just like, it's "Oh my god!" I know, I know. Listening to like the marketing executive, like at um, Rockefeller, Rockefeller, listening yeah. to All Falls Down, and just being like, "Cool," and like. Just staring what? blankly back at Are him. Are you hearing this? And like, he's like so excited. I he's know. So cute. Yeah, like, it's pretty amazing. Um, I just think like just in the base level, the fact mm. that this guy, this filmmaker, um, Cody or whatever his name is, I think it's Cody. I don't know. Anyway, the fact I don't know if it's Cody or Cody. Cody. I don't know. I think it might be Cody. Anyway, Cody. Whatever, anyway the matter. fact he had the like foresight to just totally. go this guy who I've randomly met like around Chicago yeah. just random but kind of just been a precocious kid really yeah 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 he, he's gonna be something and like to pick like he could have picked like there's plenty of rappers who've come to come up and then faded into obscurity there's one Kanye West do you know what I mean there's so many people who've middled around like he could have picked the BB Rexer mm. of rappers she did like have a hit song like <laughs> it wouldn't be that weird to like follow her and yeah. see that but like yeah. She's not really a game changer. Like no. Kanye is the game changer. Like, and it's just crazy. You feel so like gratified in your decision as a filmmaker right? to pick him. Because like, well, what's so odd about him? And because he, he narrates it, which I really like. Yeah, yeah. He narrates it and describes his own sort of experience, just finding Kanye, deciding to basically give up on a um, a stand up c- comedy career. Yeah, yeah. And to basically give everything up and follow Kanye yeah. to New York. Like he moves to New York to follow Kanye around with the camera. It's like that is such conviction. I know. You'd have to be convinced he's going to be something when everyone else around him is telling him no. Higher ups at all these yeah. record labels are not interested. Like, yeah. It really is incredible. I don't know. It's so, yeah. it's, it's um, amazing. I think another thing that this, this documentary proves there is no old Kanye. Everybody talks about <laughs> the old Kanye, like Kanye got angry at Pete Davidson for making a joke, being like, make Kanye 2006 again. There is no old Kanye. Kanye's always been the same. He just got more. F- like famous basically and as a result his behavior was thrown against like more and more public backdrops and like became about more and more upsetting or like trivial moments I think um a big part of sort of Kanye that I feel like I observe about him a lot is that like his whole life has been positioned about around like making it to the mountaintop does that make sense? So, like, in this, you watch and, like, he – so, I mean, spoiler alert, but at the end, I mean, it's not a spoiler because we all know what happens. He gets signed to Rockefeller, Jay-Z's yeah. record label, at the end of this first part. And it's, like, that was his sort of life goal since he was, like, 10. Like, he was young and, like, making beats. And, like, he wor- he works tirelessly when, every- tirelessly when everyone around him, like, doubts him. Um, and once he'd sort of made it to the mountaintop, I think that's when you could say it was the beginning of – down his downfall I don't think it's a downfall because I think like he's still brilliant and he's just brilliant not like in the confines of how we all want to digest and accept brilliance but like because of this he's had to keep creating like more and more mountains for him to himself to climb to keep climbing and I feel like each time he gets to like this a summit like each time he gets to the next mountaintop he like loses this piece of himself or this piece of his mind because he's just like putting basically never ending pressure on himself to be like the greatest at every new task that he's introducing into his life. Like he has, I don't know, some weird need to continue like 
pushing beyond and sort of pushing to levels that make him unlikable because like when you're constantly pushing for these like insane goals and everyone's telling you no like I guess you have to become unlikable to get there and it's kind of it has like changed his um the way he is he's not that like you know little rascal kid who's just like trying to get a record deal anymore he's this precocious extremely successful middle-aged man who's trying to take everyone make everyone take him seriously when he wants to run for president and everyone's like shut the fuck up and sit in your box but you do see like 2004 Kanye was told the same thing and he did it so 2020 Kanye is like well why the fuck would I listen to you do you know what I mean? Totally. I think that's kind because of how once I upon a time in his life, nobody believed yeah. that he could do it and he believed that he could yeah. do it. And he, and he did, did it. it. Yeah. I totally get that. I think also the way that he talks in these contexts, because he ha- does have that self-assuredness Fuck at yeah. that time in his life. Yeah. Like he believes he can do it. Yeah. Which is why he kept going. Yeah. Um, but I think at that time it came across as a little bit more like, um, you know, you could sort of laugh it off and go like, he, yeah, he, because he was he's up and coming. Scrappy little, he's yeah, scrappy. Guy, he's yeah. young. And he believes in himself. Yeah. Whereas now it comes across as like extremely Ego-mania. arrogant yep. and ego, mate. Exactly, yeah. e- egotistical. Um, you know, he. I, I also just think in terms of the idea of old Kanye and new Kanye is that I do think like you can see, you know, when he's young, and I guess this mm. is with anyone, but like he's sort of got this like he's a bit untarnished like he's totally, yeah. he's earnest oh, yeah. and he's he's um innocent yeah really yeah he's he innocent and innocence. i think he's lost definitely lost innocence Fuck and he's yeah. become more kind of cynical about the world 100%. that he lives in um i, think, yeah, I, I mean, do think your point about and look not everyone goes to the extremes that kanye does with trying to no. run for president and like wanting to you know starting easy and like himself. creating yeah. new things and products and yeah. shit but like the idea of i think you know, somebody obviously completely different genre and type of artist, but Taylor Swift. Yeah, like right. Artists who peak so highly to the point where yeah. they're like the most famous person in the world or the most successful mm-hmm. artist in the world. Because um, she kind of does this too, where yeah. she like peaked and then like you're where kind of- Where do you go from where here Where do you yeah. go from being the best of the best of yeah. the best? Yeah, And, then and your dream. You've achieved you've your done dream. It. You've like done it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and even crazy. with Taylor Swift, because you've reached that peak and it happens yeah. to everyone where they reach the top of the top of the top, they go down. But then like somebody like Taylor Swift released Folklore and Evermore and so now suddenly she's – and people were like, what the fuck? And yeah. like, that was another peak that like yeah. wasn't the same but it was a different peak where like those kinds of people who are obviously creative fucking geniuses yeah, totally. are constantly trying to one-up themselves, do different things, be better, be better. But like yeah. you can imagine like obviously – it's hard to feel sorry for them when they've like achieved so much. Yeah. But you can also imagine how difficult that would be being that type of person and actually achieving it when you're in your fucking like 20. No. And I think it would yeah. lead to like the break. And I think that's why it kind of happens to so many celebrities who get yeah. famous so long at young. It would lead to this like breakdown of your fucking brain. Who are you after Who that? are you? Like you've achieved this thing. And like, I think like Kanye's greatest floor and his greatest asset is the fact that he will never rest he yeah. will never stop like creating new like goals and for himself to like get to and i think like that's probably like you know what um crushes he he is being crushed under the weight of like the his own prophecy of his life do you know what i mean like he yeah. is like prophesizing who he is meant to be and he is 
crushing himself under the yeah. weight. Sending because him. Because how great it can a person be? And it's yeah. made, and without being like a spiritual guru, totally. like the Dalai Lama. You but know? even then, it's like they have like things in place that sort of like I guess humble them in yeah. some way. Whereas Kanye is like never going to sort of humble himself. Um, and like I don't know, I I think that he was sort of born to ba- basically be like this like he has no other choice in life of like how he's going to sort of move through the world like I think he's just always going to be this person that has made himself extremely unpalatable to get to the next goal because I I think that's what he's kind of set himself up to be yeah if that makes sense like he yeah, really well, ha- that's that's it now and he's not the type of person that's like going to have people around him to humble him like he's Fuck probably no. the opposite yeah like, exactly you know. I think I don't think he does and at if all. people say no to him he's not going to take that for an answer because it um, worked Every other time, exactly. I he's think never that's the problem, people. Yeah. Have, other people have always been wrong. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, I found a really interesting quote actually mm. from Naomi Fry from the New Yorker. This is bringing Kim back into it. Yes, but um, and their relationship because obviously their divorce has had a massive impact on him. But totally. Um, quote Kardashian's willingness to stay with Kanye for so many years, her tacit stamp of approval, playing humor to his whiner or wiener—I don't know what that's from. Um, had lent an air of legitimacy to West's weirder schemes. Without her, he looked less like a performance artist and more like an unpredictable egomaniac. And without West, mm. Kardashian was at risk of seeming dangerously uncool. It's true. And I feel like that's so true is that like without Kim, because Kim's willingness to stay with him, because Kim, especially in recent years, has that like grounding force yeah. and him having a secure um, home life where like mm-hmm. his wife and kids are completely there behind him, trusting rock, him, solid rock solid yeah. behind him, especially because yeah. Kim is so like her whole vibe is yeah. like being chill yeah. and being secure and being yeah. smart and working hard. Like she really does seem to have a shit together. Totally. So her being with him, yeah, like literally made him look like a performance artist rather than like completely out of his mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's probably feeling that of like not being with her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this isn't related to the doco, but just no. where he's at now. Well, I actually have a way to tie that to the doco because mm. Donda West, his mother, right. features quite heavily in this. I sobbed through every single second yeah. of her uh, appearance in this documentary. Yeah, I think she, like, you know how there's that thing that's like every action has an equal and opposite reaction yeah. or whatever i think she was the only thing on planet earth that was strong enough to counter like because kind of yeah. a bullet train yeah he's a bullet train and she was the only thing that could stop him yeah like, in in his tracks like because mm. he just hurtles forward and i think like she was like his humbler his, his she would bring spiritual. him down even though she, she talked to him like when she was basically telling me it was being too arrogant well when she said to him like the giant looks in the mirror and yeah. sees nothing and he was like you think i'm being too arrogant it's like he probably no. wouldn't even listen to no he that. wouldn't and like she yeah she humbled him yeah. she was his spiritual guide like and he listened to her yeah. and and i think like she was that sort of unconditionally supportive calm but also like the person that could put him in his place in the way that he need in the way he needs because he can't just be told like he's Mm. never going to be told but like i think for a long time he probably believed kim was that for him yeah and i think she because she has that same calmness that same nature of calmness but like ultimately kim is a a rich white girl from beverly hills right does that make sense like (laughs) yeah she can't fit the whole of donda west because Mm. she's not got donda west history Mm. and also you know she's not his mother and that's a dangerous like thing that a lot of men want their wives to like be mm. mothers and, and, and stuff. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think like after a while, Kim probably revealed herself to be an actual human being right. who was not Donda West. Well, she probably um, 
I reckon she probably tried and tried of and tried. Of course she did. And it seems I'm not like saying that's it's a bad thing to her. I'm saying no, that, totally, yeah, yeah. totally. I totally get what you're saying. But I think what probably happened was that she tried and tried and tried and got to yeah. the point where she, and you can see it on the show where yeah. she's just like, I, I can't, can't do me. this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously it's awful because he, you know, there never will be another Donda. Um, no. And no, I thought that was like overall I thought the way the documentary was made was what I thought was so cool and beautiful about it was that it is so different and so much more sincere seemingly than like other curated celebrity movies that we've seen over the past few years because it really did start when he was kind of nothing and the guy who was making the video Mm -hmm. like the doco probably didn't know where it was going he was just filming random shit that was happening Kanye I don't think was a producer on it like it wasn't no yeah I I don't yeah I don't know yeah it sort of doesn't – it doesn't have the really curated no, storytelling no, no. vibe. It feels like Cootie. It's not executive guy, producer Chris Jenner. No. Like, it's like not Cootie, that all, yeah. the guy who made it, it seems like he's kind of the creative behind mm-hmm. it. And it's half almost telling his story as yeah, well as Kanye's. Yeah. So I really liked it just as a celebrity documentary. Oh, yeah. It had a much different air. And also just because, yeah, like the length of time. It's like what I find incredible about it is that like – he started back then and he didn't release anything mm-hmm. until now. How was he making money? He must have been doing other things. I have no <laughs> like, idea. But, like, I think maybe he shot some – because I, I read some reviews that spoke because they must have seen all three parts for the reviews. Right. Um, and they sort of talk about, I think, as Kanye got more famous, the distance between him and Cootie sort of grew. And there's, wow, okay, and essentially right. it skips over, like, a large portion of Kanye's okay. career until, like, 2016 or something. Goes right. from, like, 2007, 2016 very quickly, mm-hmm. um, which is a really – insanely key time of Kanye's yeah, yeah, life yeah. considering it's Donda's death yeah. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy the ta- Taylor Swift incident yeah. um, him becoming un- like unlike not liked yeah, by yeah. the general public meeting Kim having mm. North getting married like it's Fuck. a huge part of yeah. his life and then he came back into the fold um, around I think the release maybe of The Life of Pablo or something anyway but I'm very interested to see how he tackles that because yeah. that's like I don't I, I feel like that that misses the context that maybe we need to know how we got to 2020. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I ne- you need to see 20, 2008 when Donda died or 2007 to understand how Kanye is in 2020. So I'm, I'll, I'll be quite sad that like if we don't get any of that, cause that's kind of like really what. It's a really good point. Mm, yeah. Um, but I guess you can't, we can't judge that cause we haven't seen it. So we yeah. don't know yet. But um, yeah. The, the only thing I'll say is the one thing that kept like haunting me when I was watching it is the fact that, Donda has never met North and like it just like really broke my heart and I feel yeah. like it probably eats Kanye from the inside to think because she was such a maternal like beautiful soul and mm. I just feel like it probably really eats him up that like his mother has never had that I- interaction with his kids and his she wife. She met Kim? No. She Fuck. died in 2007 I think. That's so fucked up. Like, it's like yeah it's just you know Chris Jenner I'm sure is a great grandma and stuff but for Kanye like you can't. It's not Donda. Like yeah. She's not Donda. You know, and like there's a reason I'm people sure say. I'm sure it would be the same for Kim if it was the other of way course, around. Of yeah. course. Like, or any of us. Yeah. I just. And she also, you know, comes from a bit of a different background and understanding of mm. hardships of life and stuff, which Chris sort of doesn't really provide for Kanye's yeah. kids. And he probably feels a great resentment towards that. And it would be a really interesting, like, family dynamic. I feel well, like. Well, there is the question of like mm. where he comes from and where his kids are being raised. Yeah. Is, like really different it's yeah, really totally. different to like the mm-hmm. life that he had and the life that his mother had and you know how you're raised 
heavily influences yeah. the, expu- the who you become, really. Yeah. So I'm sure there would be a lot of that. Yeah, you know. it would probably, yeah, really eat him um, up from the inside. But yeah. Yeah, we before we move on, did yeah. you see the Corey Gamble post? Of course I did. Uh, is he wants Corey Gamble to die? Like I don't, I don't know. That's like I have. Do you want? I have it screenshotted actually. I think so. He posted a photo for those who don't oh, know. Maybe listening not. along at home. Yeah. He posted a photo of Christiana's um boyfriend. Boyfriend? Not husband. Boyfriend, boyfriend. Corey Gamble. But Corey was caught cheating, which is why right. he's done this. I think. Right. But also, like the beginning of it suggests that he thinks God should take. Cor- we didn't. We never. <laughs> God take. It was something like God takes something he's like yeah. we never needed Corey here anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, I assumed it was as part of the family oh um, i assumed it was death, death maybe because, anyway but, we should I mean, move on kanye but. still got chris's back yeah, exactly. somehow because he was like i love christian okay he's deleted all his posts again so i can't say um which i love that's yeah. how he rolls no I, I look ultimately i really hope that they're able to like resolve things i hope he's able to maybe like stop mm. going after pete um yeah i hope yeah i hope so too i hope they can like, find like i a hope good for his sake and for her for her sake and the kids sake that i really able yeah to, like, it's the kids i just want the kids reconcile. to have have their dad in their life in a normal way yeah. and have their parents be able and to that, but it's on way. him really yes All of course of it, it is yeah. ultimately like i know we've like people mm. have been very much like talking about him as like being a really bad guy and he, he's doing bad things but he's not a bad guy no he's and i not. think he ultimately deserves to have but he needs to probably do some work in order to yeah, create the family he that he wants. Yeah, so. I, I agree. And until I, he does that, it's never going to happen, Kanye. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's tricky, Kanye being Kanye, trying to fit him fit a square into a circle. Yeah, like, but he wants to, to yeah. be in the circle. I know. Seems, so. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, shall we move on? Yeah. Um, do you want to intro this one? Is your idea? Yeah. So this is a this is a new segment idea we had called petty grievances, where we just bring. Just a few of the petty grievances that we've noticed throughout the week. Yep. Um, to we're going to do three each, as we usually do with our closing segments. Um, it's quick fire, rapid yep. fire. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, my first petty grievance is, uh, which actually no one I live with now does, but when people don't hang up the bath mat after having a shower. Okay, that's fair. I fucking hate it. I've been yeah. on holidays before and there's been sopping, like with a group of friends, and there's just a sopping wet, wet bath, bath mat. mat on the floor. It makes me sick. So I think if there's people having, like lots of people having showers, though, even if yeah. you hang it up, it does get to the point where it's, if it's, it's in quick succession, the mat just gets wet. Yeah, but it's got to go up. It does have to go up. It I can't agree. sit on the floor. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, when they don't have something in stock in the supermarket, but they have everything else on my list. Like when I bring a list and there's one thing I need mm. and they don't have it and they have everything else. So I either mm. have to go to another supermarket or I just have to not That's have really it. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's also annoying when it's something quite basic. Like it's yeah. if it's like a weird ingredient. It's you're usually like, okay, something weird like yeah. coopy mayonnaise where I'm yeah, like, yeah. I can have this dish without coopy mayonnaise, but, but I, I don't want, want to. Yeah. And yeah. now I have to go to another supermarket. Like what the fuck? That's annoying. If it's multiple things and I'm like, okay, I have yeah. to go to another supermarket. Or if it's something you know you're probably going to have to go to like an Asian supermarket for mm. kind of thing, but then like they randomly sometimes have it at the supermarket yeah. and you're like, okay, I guess it's fine. You don't have it at Coles, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, okay. My next one is, oh, this is a supermarket one as well. People who don't keep to one side in supermarket aisles. So when you've got okay. a trolley and you're trying to go past them and they're fucking in the middle. Right. Move. Move, yeah. Um, People are just being in the way in general. Mm. It's kind of like, just move. Yeah. When somebody's coming in with a fucking trolley, move. Yeah. <sighs> um, when I don't get hospitality service as good as the service I give. Yeah, that's quite specific to you. It's specific to me. I, I My dad's like you. Yeah. Like I, when I am serving, I'm a hospitality... Um, What's the word? Uh, professional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love giving. I'm, 
I really enjoy my job. Yeah. And when I don't get the service that I give give to other people, it just That's annoys hard. me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. Just, I, I You're know like, I know you can do better. I know you can do better. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm sure when you like study a particular subject at school and then you like, like when you study media and yeah. then you start watching media and this never really happened to me, but I've heard yeah. it happens. You start watching stuff and you can't just enjoy it. You're like, yeah, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't yeah. enjoy it as much because I'm analyzing everything. Totally. Your turn. Um, okay. People who don't switch up their eye contact, either way too much or way too little. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, not when looking you- enough. Or looking yeah. away. You know those people that just like will not break? <laughs> and you're like, it's actually so chill to like look around like slightly. Like yeah. it's fine to like, yeah, like we, we as we talk, like we break eye contact, come I'm back so together. It's so no, no, you will get It's a right. hard balance to strike though. It is. Because you need are... to make eye contact, but not too much. Yeah, not too little. I yeah, totally agree. Yeah, when somebody's not looking you in the eye, it's like, look me in the fucking, fucking eye, eye, but not for that long. Yeah, <laughs> or just, you know, you have to be able to like indicate that you're thinking about what you're saying and come back down yeah. to eye contact. Don't make anyway. it awkward. You know? Yeah, that's it. Um, I actually wrote a few down. I really went ham. Mm. Um, when I have to pay for parking. Yeah. I hate paying for parking. Yeah, I fair just enough. Don't, don't, I don't mind if it's like in an indoor parking lot, like underneath a supermarket. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Because you want to yeah. buy stuff and you usually like You get the, the free, cost. yeah. But just parking on the street that's metered. Yeah, it's like fucking metered parking metered, is fucked. Sorry, not just paying for parking, specifically metered parking, I yeah. think is like a travesty. Like I don't think we should have metered parking. I agree. You can have your time limits, but don't make me pay as no, well. No, don't get fucking... get rid of metered parking. Time yeah. limits, fine. Get rid of metered parking. Yeah, fact. Yep. Cool. All right. Done? Yep. Thanks for listening. Oh, if you listen this far in the episode, feel free to share a petty grievance in yeah. our comments on our new yeah. Instagram post. Looking at um, you, Georgie Edgerton, feel like you have a couple. She'd have some yeah. good ones. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, comment on our YouTube video, um, you know, just do all that. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Right now. Right now. Bye. Great. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>